Hey kids, it's your buddy Peter. It is January 19th at around 5 o'clock in the afternoon and we are putting the finishing touches on episode 68. It's a good one. Uh, it's our interview with Angel Rivera from The Munsters in the Morning on WTKS 104.1 here in Central Florida. He's on SBK Live podcast, can be heard throughout the world. He DJs all over and he came in had a couple glasses of scotch, had some beer, and we talked about everything. We talked music. We talked what it's like to get up four o'clock in the morning and go to work every day. We talked what it's like to have a daughter. We talked about having brothers. We both had some brothers in our lives. We talked about family. We talked about concerts. We talked about drugs and beer and life, and it was a good time. Big thanks to Angel. He's a cool guy. Uh, a couple things. Monday, this Monday coming up, I believe it's the 20th, the folks over at Bama Pama Vintage are going to be at the Audubon Park Community Market. Go down there. It's a good market. There's lots of great vendors. There's music. There's food. There's beer. You can go inside and get just a stellar mix, drink at Stardust. Then go pass by their booth and tell them that you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And if there's something you like, uh, they're going to take 15% off and probably give you a pretty big hug, too. And red light, red light, next Thursday, the 26th, this one's going to be cool. Uh, if you are a craft beer person in this state or anywhere and you're in within driving the distance of red light, go there on Thursday. It's a Funky Buddha tap takeover, and everybody knows Funky Buddha just is doing dynamite things with craft beer. They're going to do about seven or eight taps. They're going to be there from 5 till 2 o'clock in the morning. We will be sitting at the bar, tap us on the shoulder, and say, hey, Next Friday, Pinkman, Josh Pinkman from the Phillips File on 104.1. We'll be sitting in the green chair and we talk about everything. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You guys, a lot of good things going on in the next couple weeks. So subscribe, leave a review, join our Facebook group, uh, join us on Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. We love you kids. Have a super weekend. Uh, tomorrow the world changes. Uh, we have a new president. So uh, it's going to get a little tense. It's going to be a little weird. Uh, be nice to each other. Give each other a hug. We love you. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. so much for checking out episode 68 of Scotch a Good Conversation. I am your host and uh, we are a weekly hangout interviewee excuse to do some afternoon drinking podcast get together type thing. Uh, what we do is uh, we find interesting people and we lube them up with some liquor and we ask them some questions. They ask us some questions and hopefully it becomes interesting. Uh, if it's your first time listening, thank you so much for checking us out. If you like what you hear, you can go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com and hear every single one of our episodes. Don't listen to the first couple ones. They're terrible. You can find us on iTunes, of course. Uh, there's a 
a slight chance that we're on Stitcher. I haven't checked in a while. If you'd like to get involved, if you want to be a guest, if you know somebody who uh, you think should be a guest, if you've got a life problem, we're here to figure it out. We're going we're gonna to help you out. If, you, if you, you, you're trying to figure some important thing out, leave us an email, uh, shoot us, shoot us a, a message, and uh, we'll hash it out between the, the guests and I. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure out your problems. Uh, give us a call, 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-35 and a 7. You can email us at scotchinggoodconversation at gmail.com. I'm losing my voice. That's that. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook group. That's kind of new. It is uh, Scotch and Good Conversationalist. I think that's what it is. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, which we don't use very much because it's stupid. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to get involved in the show. We have a sponsor. It's, it's like my favorite sponsor. It's it's one of the great things about doing this podcast. Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. Man, I am losing my voice. Uh, it's 2017, kids, and, and uh, New Year new attitude and here here's the thing is it, we we have no time in our lives for cheap watered down crappy beer uh you want something yummy because the world's probably going to end this year you want something quality uh something that's not made by a giant corporate gigantic company that puts businesses little small breweries out out of business red light red light they're your answer they're locally owned they're owned by people who live right here in orlando uh They've got a huge selection of vintage beers. They've got 24 draft handles. It's like puberty. What the fuck is going on? They have two traditional uh, hand-pumped beer engines. They've got a stellar wine list. Uh, they've got craft sodas. If, if you're not drinking, if you're making good decisions in 2017, they've got craft sodas. They have nightly food trucks. Uh, you don't have to deal with the hassle of going downtown. I mean, sometimes... I love going downtown. I love seeing a show down there, but I'm an old man, and I don't want to deal with the amateur hour of downtown Orlando. Uh, they're, they're located right in the heart of Audubon Park in a beautiful historic building. Uh, their address is 2810 Kareen Drive in Orlando, Florida. Go in there and tell the person behind the bar that uh, you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation, and it will, won't get you a thing. <laughs> you're not going to get a discount. You're not going to get a free T-shirt, but you're going to help me out, and I know that's important in your world. Uh, and someday maybe we'll get you a discount or something. I don't, I don't know, but you're, you're helping somebody local. Uh, red light, red light. Go there, learn it, live it, love it. It's the best damn beer bar in the world. Today's guest. Uh, I've been sitting on this one. I was a little scared to send you a message. <laughs> Cause you're, oh, you're come on. you're you're kind of like a local celebrity. No. Yeah, you are. You know you are. You're just being nice. This is Angel Rivera. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Thank I'm you good. for having I'm me. Good. I'm going to turn you down. You're a tad hot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hold on. There we go. Uh, thank you for coming in. No, no, thanks for uh, I, I, asking me, and thanks for inviting me in. And, I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, we've never met. No. I'm sure we've been in the same room at some time, but uh, we've never met. Usually that, what I do is I tell you uh, where we met, and then we discuss if you thought I was an asshole, <laughs> which frequently happens. Uh, I'm a little bit full of myself. Uh, but here's her th- here are three things that I know about you. Okay. All right? And some of these things may be wrong, but I think I nailed it. Uh Number one, the reason that uh, uh, you're uh, kind of a celebrity type dude, <laughs> you should see he's getting all red like he's embarrassed, uh, is uh, you're on the radio. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I happen to be the producer for a morning show here locally, The Monsters in the Morning on Real Radio 104.1. I know, right? Yeah. They're like the number one radio show in Orlando. Uh, they have been for quite some time. For 20 some odd years, which is unheard as of. As long as I've been in town, The yeah. Monsters have been uh, in the afternoons, in the mornings, in the yeah. evenings, and they have an ongoing crew of interesting people and... Uh, it, you guys do it well. You know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're not screwing around over there. It's all smoke and mirrors, but <laughs> just like this podcast. <laughs> but no, it's been a, a fascinating and um, rewarding experience while being on uh, or doing morning radio. Because yeah. that's a, in and of itself, that's a different type of beast. That sounds a little bit better, right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I. I uh, what time do you get up? I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It's too fucking early. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Uh, human it's not what one of the uh, best pieces of advice I got um, leaving and or get, getting ready to go into that position I talked to Daniel Dennis and Daniel mm-hmm. was he was formerly the producer for that show and that was my one question to him I was like Daniel do you, um, did you or do you ever get used to waking up at that time and he's like no and he he was there for almost 15 years Damn. in that position and he's like never got used to it. Well, he was on with uh, Drew Garabo yeah, at he first, did, right? He, he did nights with Drew. Yeah. Um, actually, he started with Ed Till, and then did. Uh, I think I got here right as Ed Till was going out. Yeah. I think. And then he did uh, work with Drew, and then um, ended up on uh, as a producer for the Monsters. And now he runs the and most successful fucking podcast <laughs> in Orlando. Uh, yeah, we love us some time and Dan. Damn them first place. <laughs> no, I, he, that that dude. I. I I think I've met him like once for a hot second, and he seems like the real deal. Uh, you work for the Phillips File. Uh, my introduction or my uh, first initial. You have a nice look in your eyes when you're talking about uh, yeah, Mr. Phillips. It was Jim. Jim is the one that uh, let me like uh, pulled the curtain back and let me get in. Pull the curtain back. You know, um, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but he he let me. Um, he accepted me as a as an intern, mm-hmm. uh, and this is at the time where. The intern that was there before myself, um, she had been there forever, Stacy, I think was her name, and um, Banana, Janet Banana got okay. put on a week before I got put on. Okay. And But he had never had two interns at the same time. You know, he had uh, interns, you know, and like typically the interns that ended up on his show would stay forever. Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty dynamite yeah, show. Yeah, so, but it was... Uh, it, yeah, it was. I was. I'm always gonna be very appreciative of. Well, uh, you you do have a. I, I I try to read body language and eyes a little bit, and you have a nice like little yeah. glow in your eyes. Jim's, you. uh, yeah, he's. I, I I still consider him uh, a confidant, uh, someone I lean on for advice. I gotta say, he seems like somebody that you could go to and wouldn't you, bullshit you and you, tell you if you're making bad decisions. Yeah, I've actually I have gone to him on many of occasion in regards to. You know uh, what's going on with the uh, within the radio uh, yeah. station. Is so. he as curmudgeon as, as he lets on? No, I, 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 no. I don't want to blow up his spot, but he's, yeah. uh, no, he's not. Okay, but. <laughs> uh, no, let's just, let's just say he is. Yes, he's just angry oh, and yeah, smart. Angry, angry, angry man. Uh, the second thing I know about you is uh, this isn't your first podcast. You're on a podcast. Yes, I, uh, SBK Live. Um, it's me, Kevin, and Cabin, and uh, we used to be the night show for Real Radio 104.1. And we did nights for, man, I think it was like seven years we did nights there. And then um, a few years ago, they uh, did away with the show. Mm-hmm. And Kevin ended up on the Monsters before I was. And um, and then I got on a, like about a year after he was already on. 
And you guys, uh, I, you haven't updated in a while, and you don't have to answer this if you won't want to. Kevin's okay? Yeah, Kevin's fine. Okay. I mean, he's going through, um, we, you know, anyone who's following it, we know that he, uh, he's got uh, kidney disease, and okay. he's uh, going through the process of uh, uh, getting a donor. Well, it looked promising there uh, until the last couple days. The first donor that uh, was going through the process ultimately um, wasn't a match. So now they've had to go to the second donor. That person's agreed to continue the process. So it, it's a process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 so. uh, oddly enough, uh, this is show 68, and I've had two people who've had kidney transplants on this show. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Which is, what are, what are the odds of that? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the, the first guy, he actually needs another kidney. Like, oh. it, it was in him for a little, I don't even understand. I, I wasn't paying attention when he was talking. <laughs> uh, um, no, I was. Steve's a good dude. Uh, um, but uh, he needs a second. So he, now he's on a second list. And if you think it's hard to get that first kidney, wow! Can, can you imagine, imagine getting this second yeah. kidney? Oh uh, man! And he, Steve is, uh, and he would say, I'm not talking out of school here. Like on his podcast, he talks about all the drugs he did and all the bad life decisions he made. But he's been straight for like seven years. He he's a great father. He's an artist. He he's a musician, and it was all there before. But he was just making horrible young man life decisions. Yeah. And he got this kidney, and, and and it was in him for a little while, and apparently it just not doesn't want to hang out. Uh, one of the things uh, uh, talking with Kevin and that I've learned is that when it comes to kidney disease or the symptoms of kidney disease, like he had these symptoms for a long, he was able to get into the Navy. Yeah, the Navy accepted him, and uh, he was in the Navy for I think five years. Crazy, um, and they never detected any of this stuff. And he and even at that time, he had. Uh, if they had looked for it, they would have found it. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to think. Well, I'd like to think that the, the armed forces have your, your yeah, best no. interest. <laughs> but I mean, there was no. I mean, at that time not, he was a young man. There was, you know, there was there wasn't a yeah. reason to look for it. Yeah. Know? How so, old is he? Uh, now uh, he's forty. Was it he? few years older than me so he's 42 43 okay. I think. yeah yeah all right yeah you, know, you guys i like the podcast yeah i uh, i think i told you i don't listen to the radio show <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I used to listen I, yeah. I've, I've got howard stern yeah. i got satellite so i i uh and it, it i've had this discussion with other podcasters in the area who've come by and who i've talked to you try not to listen to too many local shows because you start picking up I little very that, that was that one of the other things that we were talking earlier. I'm very cognizant of that, so I try to be very, very careful yeah. of what I expose myself to because it's very easy in this business to nick something from somebody, especially if you think it's funny or interesting. And, exactly, yeah. and then, and you don't remember, you know, you're not trying to st- outright steal. No, but, but, but oh man, that was hysterical. And then with you know having a couple beers or whatever, and you are able to play it all you know you retell it and it comes off and you don't remember you know there's there's not a point in a show where you can go let me attribute this amusing uh, anecdote no to this absolutely <laughs> and i'd like to think i don't and i'm sure i do yeah. and someone's going to email me about it uh, a question the thing number three i know about you is uh and this this we have in common your music guy like music is like a big fucking part huge, of your life huge yeah. um i give the a lot of that credit and a lot of that um passion for it to my dad uh-huh. uh, growing up we were a very, a very musical household and um, you know the first things I remember hearing as a kid you know uh, Gran Combo why 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 the traditional salsa bands okay. uh, yeah uh, so the, that kind of music but at the same time my dad would um, 
play that record and then i would also remember hearing uh the who live album at leeds yeah yeah you know what i mean oh i remember um the commodore's albums or so, i mean it was a quiet. yeah i see you grew up in a good time yeah and your parents were hip yeah. yeah so my dad had a really great um appreciation for it i mean being you know he was in the military at the time being brought up as a military brat and so he's exposed to all these uh, there are forms I need to dig in it, so he's bringing that stuff home. And you're living all over the world, and you're yeah. getting getting local music. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's yeah, that's so that appreciation and that um, love for like the collecting of vinyl. I mean, I still I I have access to my dad's vinyl collection from when he was a young man in the military. You know, so we've we've covered it extensively. <laughs> when I met my wife, I had three thousand records. I was DJing. Oh wow! And it was all vinyl. Like yeah. this is uh, I sold my turntables in two. 2001 I think 2002 that sounds about right and then I was stuck with 3,000 I'd, I'd stopped counting after 3,000 but it was right around there yeah. and it was one of the hard to get rid of them was one of the hardest things I've ever done but one of the best because you know you, you, you move 3,000 records around it, it's not easy it gets yeah. very <laughs> difficult very quickly <laughs> I, in my record collection is never that big it's, it isn't that big but it is a pain in the ass having to move that, but I am in awe of. Um, there's a couple guys I follow on Instagram, you know, uh, vinyl guys, and, yeah, yeah. and they show you their, these incredible collections. And I'm like, I've never lived anywhere long enough to to do that. Well, I didn't either, and I was yeah. just lugging these these crates and crates and crates of yeah. records with me. I met my girl, and it was I met her at 29. I think I DJed for another couple years after that, and just it was the right time. And what I loved about it, what made it easier was I sold 99% of them online. So the people who were looking for uh, the 12 inch of Lottie Dottie. They knew exactly what, you knew it was going to somebody a that good, was look, okay. A good place. It was going to a good home. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and that, that made it a little easier. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm, I don't need the 12 inch of Lottie right. Dottie, but it would still be kind of cool to have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read that one of your biggest regrets was you you sold a pair of twelve hundreds. Uh, I, yeah. I actually was going to make that one of my questions because um, to this day, there's two things that I've ever let go of um, in my life that, and unfortunately, it was in bad relationships at the time. And uh -huh. uh, one of them was the my pair of twelve hundreds. Uh I can remember exactly the the day and where I sold them, and that place is no longer there. Um, uh, I was, so there was that, and then uh, I had a '79 Pontiac. That's a Pontiac like, it's on the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, the same website. I got that. Yeah, off yeah of. it was uh, both of those. Um, I regret. And the in the form of the Pontiac formula, like I know the city in Texas where it's at, no. and I've done searches. Dude. See, it's there. I, yeah, I'm trying to find it. So it's because uh, I used to live right outside of Houston in a small town called uh, Pasadena, Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, nicknamed Stinky Dina. <laughs> And uh, I, <laughs> oh, it was oh, it was horrible. There was a chemical plant there. It was, oh, the I know. Oh. I, I grew up in the the Florida version of that town. So, <laughs> so that um, and so every now and then I'll be you know just chilling at the house, having a few beers, and I'm like I'm curious, and I'll start trying to track it down. And so some people some people stalk old girlfriends. You, you I stalk, stalk your old car. <laughs> Because if I could find that particular man, oh, so you 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 don't you 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 do you know where that car is? I'm trying to find it. I'm, okay, like if I could find that specific car, I know, like I know the dealership or the 
the auto it was it's not a dealership but it was the place uh, an auction house and i know that they were the last people to have it yeah and they remember the, the lady that i talked to and this was years ago when i had a couple bucks and i thought i could try to get it back and she's like i she goes i remember the car and we did sell it to somebody locally uh-huh. but locally in that part of texas that's could thousands be. and thousands and thousands of miles it might be in a barn someplace exactly so or this, you know they didn't register it and they just kept it on their property or something like that did, did you get a second pair of 1200s yeah. you can pick them up and <laughs> cheap yeah. so uh, that's one of the neat things about where I've ended up now, yeah. uh, finally made just a little bit of money, mm-hmm. and so I was able to save some money, and I've, I've slowly been working my way back and uh, setting up. The, when you spin, you're not spending on on, on twelve hundred, no, are you? No, I don't take those out anywhere. Yeah, it's a, there's something special about those turntables. I don't know why. I, I did. <laughs> I did uh, when I initially got the setup again. I took them out, and I almost had a catastrophic. Uh, accident or incident where someone went came to request a song Uh-oh. and get, as they're at, get their sleeve caught on the tonar not even that they're holding a drink and they Ooh. and they lean in yeah and they're not realizing they're spilling their drink and I, I had a girl throw up on a creative records one night uh, like literally on a creative records and I'm like what the fuck you yeah <laughs> It's like I said a lot of really bad words you shouldn't call girls. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, and I, uh, I, it, it I, was, it it, 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 it was one of the worst nights of my life. And it, that was when when it happened to me. That was literally, like I was so excited. I was, oh, I couldn't wait, and so I had a chance to go do this gig. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring everything out and whatever. And literally, that was the one and done. I was like, I'm not bringing these. Out I, I used to always go, come around the back. Yeah. Don't lean over my turn. Don't touch the turn because everybody wants to reach out and go, weeky, weeky. Yeah. Well, because they, you know, they've seen it in movies or they've seen it in whatever TV show, and they think that it's cute, and you just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> in your world, don't touch my fucking yeah. turntables. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and uh, the actually, this is a bonus thing. Eh, we'll talk about that later uh top three things like in your world top three ban- uh, bands or singer songwriters right now quick go oh man that's not fair um <laughs> uh, i'll i'll do it this way i'll preface it this way this is what i'm listening to right now there are no my, right answers right so, so right now um there's a band um a, a young band uh, catfish and the bottleman i'm listening to the, listening to them a lot mm-hmm. um i'm also listening a lot to the new Justice album. Um, those French guys know how to do disco. Uh, I have no oh, cool. It's right. uh, it's dirty, uh, uh, just fr- you know, funky, yeah, wonderful just, yeah. grind on somebody. And then, um, actually, nope, can't look it up. No, 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 I'm gonna show you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've been listening. To these you got you got CDs. I've been you? I've been listening to those two CDs. Did you come from the 1990s? I, I could only find those on online, and so um, there's an amazing compilation. It's uh, all um, soul artists, uh-huh. and they cover all uh, Beatles songs. Love it's, it. So it's too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, it's so it's a it's you know everything from boys to men to uh, Ike and Tina Turner to. And so those are the three things I'm listening to right Good now. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Did you go see the Roots when they were in town? I blew you it. fucked up. Did you, did you not go? I flew out that you day to up. go. It was so fucking good. To Denver. Yeah. I, was, I went to Denver. Well, to you went to a music thing. You went yeah, to a show. The, the, um, the Move deck. that mic just a teeny bit away from you. You're, you're, there you go. Went to Decadence. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm it's old. EDM. Okay. 
I wanted to see what a, a, a festival that they normally do. Like, for example, uh, Daisy, the Electric Daisy Carnival. That's an outdoor I know that. festival. Yeah. I know that. So they, something like that, but imagine that indoors. Okay. That and that sounds and, and, irritating. And, and, oh, it was, yeah. it was fascinating to see uh, in the convention center there in downtown Denver. It's, I mean, it was huge. And uh, but I did fly out the day that the roots were coming in. You so I, I, yeah. I, that's the first time, first time that they've come to Orlando in the last ten years that I've missed them. Yeah, and well, I, so you've yeah. seen them before. Oh heck yeah! yeah so yeah. fucking good. And yeah. I, I love my wife, and we've we've seen every single band that I've ever wanted to see. Like, I'm, and I, I know a little bit about music, and I've dragged her to most of those shows, and. Uh, I wasn't gonna ask, like, I was like, babe, because they weren't—they weren't necessarily on my list. Of, right. But she's like, "You want to go see the Roots?" I was like, "I love you. I love you so <laughs> much." Like, yes, I got a winner. And we we came in uh, right before the Shabooms played, and I love seeing the Shabooms. Oh, they're so they're such a great local. I love them. Yeah, I, and we we parked ourselves right behind the mixing desk, like perfect spot, sounded great, wasn't crowded, and we just proceed uh, proceeded to just dance our asses off for the the next hour and a half two hours that's what um when you're trying to explain a root show how musically it is you know what i mean like yeah it's you know i mean they have the boom bap and all that for the hip-hop heads and everything but the as a band oh god they destroyed it man. yeah as a band and what um um i just forgot his name the MC, they're. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm old. I yeah. just forgot the MC's name. This is so bad. It's okay. Everybody's going to be making fun of you, but I don't be <laughs> But what he can do, and he, like he can sing and he can rap, and he does, you know, when there's a point in the shows in the past where he would mimic other um, yeah, uh, yeah. frontmen and, yeah. and do this, and it's such an um, like entertaining show, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm bummed that I missed them, but you but you've seen them before, yeah, and I know okay. I'll see them. Again. I'm not I'm not concerned yeah. about you then. You didn't fuck up. You, <laughs> you went to Denver and smoked just a bunch of pot. Uh, top three, it's so good. Top three, <laughs> top three books. Do you read? Do you read? Do you read? Uh, you read? Yeah, right now I'm reading. Uh, um, it's a biography. It's a book. Um, New York music. It's about all the bands and everything that's come out of New York City. That's pretty cool. Um, out of C, uh, CBGBs and everything. Yeah, so yeah. I'm reading that. I'm reading a book um, also, um, production techniques, uh, radio production, like, uh, the history of radio and that kind of stuff. Like don't hit the mic? Like I just did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, those are the two that I'm reading right now. I'm trying to think of the, the last thing. Uh, favorite oh, book? Your favorite book of all time? Um, it's either uh, Fight Club or um, Hunter S. Thompson's uh, Vegas book. There you go. Yeah, right. it's, it's between those two. Good for you for reading. Do you usually have something on your nightstand you read? I I I have to. Yeah. I, I, I it's one of the few things that um like my, my brain's always running and racing. You strike me as that guy. And so I can I can lose myself. <laughs> it's okay. I got these giant danger mouse things on my microphone. I can lose. That's one of the few times uh, whether would it it doesn't involve music. Yeah. Or DJing yeah. or, or having headphones on, where I can just like read something and I can lose myself and get lost in the words and it's calming. I find it. Yeah, it's, it's one it's, of the few things that it's incredibly calming for me. It's instantly something that will put me to sleep. Yeah. And especially if I've had like something to drink and and the wife has passed out for the evening, I can like two pages and I'm like yeah. with a book on my lap. Uh, last last set of three top three films or movies. Quick, go. 
No my pressure. favorite films, top three films, uh, DC Cab, if anyone knows me. Mr. T? Uh, really? <laughs> DC Cab is one of America's finest moments in I, comedic oh, film. I'm going to I'm gonna say no wrong, but it's, <laughs> this is your world. Okay. And then, um, I would, oh man, this, I feel bad doing this because I know I'm leaving the, stuff the, out. But there I'll are no be, right answers. But these are the movies that I genuinely This is Angel's po- World. Yeah, yeah. I, I possess. So, um, so DC Cab and then um, probably Heat. Okay. Uh, and, uh, De Niro and, and Pacino, Pacino and, uh, and Val Kimmer when he was still young and handsome. Yeah. And then, um, man. Play of the Apes. Which one? <laughs> It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's, I, I love Planet of the Apes. It's, I, I oh, no, 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 no. The original. The original. You know, the, but you gave me an idea. So uh, going sci-fi, I would say the first Star Wars. Okay. That's that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I, there are no wrong answers. This is your world. Either that or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah, that, that's uh, my so wife. Now that's four. <laughs> no, that's okay. We don't, we, don't, we don't have any real rules. Uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. And while you dig those out, I'm going to open up this beer Heck that yeah. Red Light Red Light gave me. Us. Um, this is a Copper Tail Brewing. They're out of Tampa, and it's their seasonal relief. Relief. Re- I'm going to start again. <laughs> beer. Uh, seasonal relief. It's a, a a porter, and I looked it up. It's 8.5 percent, and they gave me like the Mamba bottle. Nice. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want some. You're more than welcome. I definitely take a sip of that because okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Red Light uh, does it right here. You can take that. I don't know if, if you want more. I'm going to put it because no. I probably shouldn't drink all this. Oh, that smells good. Yeah, Coppertail does it right. They're out of Tampa. There's a, like a local... Actually, I um, got to do a food pairing that they did <sighs> at uh, one of the uh, hotels there on International Drive. And Jimmy, um, Dirty Jim that I work with, mm-hmm. he was the host of it. And they well, he's pay- a food dude. Yeah, yeah you and get- so they did the food pairing with the chefs, uh, Telaluna, and uh, it was one of the more fascinating nights because of how the chef and the Matt pair pairs it up with the food and everything. It was really, really we good. We reached the good point in the bureau world where it's like wine and I can't afford good wine, but I, <laughs> I can afford a semi-decent bottle of beer. Uh, and we, so we've reached a point where you can go into a, like a, a decent restaurant that has decent beer and you can go, what what would go with exactly. this? Exactly. And, well, and the fact that it's evolved to that where, you know, back in the day, you can go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, you can have uh, this Heineken. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where now there's places where you go where the chefs have taken into consideration what beers they have in their uh, establishment yeah. and they're, you know, making menus or entrees with that in consideration. And it's like, hey, look, if you order this, we recommend you drink the, these. Wait, I mean, the beer world is how it used to be. Yeah, there yeah. was a brewery in every town, and Anheuser-Busch came in and destroyed everything. Uh, you were going to answer a question before I get on, on my stupid fucking pedestal and start screaming about corporations. <laughs> uh, all right, so these are the... Uh, Hit me with the first one. What is the last thing that you fixed? That's a good question. That, here's what I learned about doing this podcast. If anybody asks you a good question, you instantly go, that's a good question. <laughs> but that is a good question. Uh, the last thing I fixed, uh, the, thing that I, really the thing that I'm most proud of, and this is dumb, uh, and this is a while ago, which is sad if that's really the last thing I fixed, because <laughs> it's like five years ago. Uh, we got a used dryer, and I got it, and it immediately broke. And I went, I can fix this. There's like three parts in this. And I, I went on Google and I looked it up and there was, I looked, I typed in the, the model and 
I replaced the belt. Isn't that no? There's got to be there's got to be a better answer than that. Um, the last thing I fixed, I I, I have this theory. <laughs> um, I will tell you the the impetus for that question. Yeah, because something broke in your world. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, buddy of mine was like, yeah, I think yeah. every guy, everybody has that friend. He's like, oh, I can fix it. Got I can truck. fix it. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm just gonna. I have busted my butt so I can get to a point where there's certain things. If it breaks, you hire somebody. I'm gonna br- br- bring somebody in. My wife is busted her butt, <laughs> so if it breaks, I can bring something in. <laughs> And so he asked me that. Yeah. He said, oh, all right, smartass, what's the last thing that you fixed? And I was like, well, I mean, around the house, I mean, I know my limits. I'm not a plumber. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a, an electrician. I'll I'm DJ not, the hell out of some yeah. records. but <laughs> So I know my limits, so I'm, I'm not that venturous guy that's like, oh, I'm kind of handy. I'll figure this out. Do you have a tool set? I do have a toolbox. Good for your And man. it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks good. Looks good in the closet. It looks brand new because <laughs> it hasn't been used. I think I've, I've told this story on the podcast, but... You might not have heard it. When uh, I never knew my grandfather on my dad's side, and I always he always, I heard these stories. What a great guy he was! And in my grandmother's home, there was a back room, and we weren't allowed in it. Right. And when my grandmother passed away, I was like, "I'm cleaning the back room." Excuse me, beer burp. <laughs> uh, and I went back there, and I found my grandfather's toolbox, and I was like, "Oh." the angels are singing and I'm like I'm yeah. going to build things I'm going to repair engines and I'm going to be the handyman in the neighborhood and fix things and I picked it up and it was unusually light but I could like there was a lot of like you could it sound like screwdrivers right, in there right, or something right, right. I got you and it was big metal like 1960s yeah. toolbox it was beautiful it was beat up and a little bit of rust on it and I opened it up and I moved that, that thing that tray on the top yep. where, and there was nothing in that but I moved it and there was nothing but beer bottle openers in it Absolute true story. <laughs> and, That's perfect, though. And, and it was almost as if my grandfather went, I'm leaving this here for the next 22 years or whatever it was between the time he passed away and the, right. the time I found my favorite fucking thing in the world. Uh, and now I have the toolbox and I, I have my dad's tools in my grandfather's toolbox. Cool. I don't fix shit with them, but they, they look really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go with six years ago, I fixed a dryer. Long, right. long story short, <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you some questions right. now. Uh, question number one for young Mr. Angel. Um, someone creates a perfect clone of you with all your memories, all your skills, all your abilities, etc. That clone's only thing in the world, the task is to kill you. What do you do? Uh... It's evil you and it only wants to kill you. I would find a place where I would try to get to a place where we would be isolated. And I feel like um, I, uh, because of my natural animal, animalistic <laughs> instinct. Oh, scared of you. That yeah. I could go heads up with a cyborg and beat it. Yeah? You think so? Yeah, because it's ultimately, it's a robot. It's you, though. It's, it's the robot of you. You're, you, yeah, got, but, you, got, you got reach. But I, think, I think you're probably strong. <laughs> but, but see, what it's going to have is it's thing. It's going to be me, but it's going to have everything that I've already thought of. Okay. 
I'm going to be in a brand new situation versus myself. This is a new experience. I've never thought of these things, so I'm capable of thinking or coming up with things that this thing is not going to be aware of. Okay. Because I'll, 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 I'll buy that. I'm in the moment. There's no fucking right answer. <laughs> so I'm in the moment. This thing is just re- going to react off of things, of all the computations it thinks that I will do uh-huh, sure. without taking into consideration you know, being in that situation for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, be, I bet on me, the you real ever, me. Not you, ever, the, you ever kill a guy? No. No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> can you fight? Are you a fighter? Uh, I can. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I, think, I used to got um, growing up. I used to get beat up all the time. No. Was, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, get the fuck out of here. I didn't learn. To, I didn't become good at basketball until I was like a seventh or eighth, seventh or eighth grade. So I've up until, never become good at basketball. I've never, yeah, never become good. At, yeah. And then, um, so up until that point, I was always the tallest, skinniest, the skinniest kid in school who didn't know how to fight. <laughs> so all the bullies and whatnot—that's how you get your rep. I can beat the biggest kid. You knock down the tall kid. Exactly. And yeah. So then, um, but about the seventh, eighth grade, um, uh, one of the airmen that worked for my dad taught me how to fight, and then. From that moment on, that's a cool like. Yeah. Put up your fist. You're going to be a man today. Yeah, uh, he would come to fucking find out. So the guy comes from a very uh, an amazing um, wealthy family from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and they own at the time they own like 20 martial arts schools in the whole island. This is a good guy to know. And uh, how, my, big, how big is Puerto Rico? That sounds like a lot of martial arts schools. It is. It is. Yeah. And. Um, we're a little bit bigger than Rhode Island. Okay. And then, um, come, so it was one again one of those days where my dad had to kind of cut out of work, come pick me up at school because I got into a fight at school. Yeah, your ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. And so he brings me home, and then my, he goes back to work. Yeah. And he's, you're he's on all the porch pissed. crying. <laughs> no, so he's all pissed off, and the airman's like, "What's going on, boss?" And everything's like, oh, it's my fucking kid, and he's getting in a fight again, and this I don't know what I'm gonna do with him." And the guy's like, "Hey, let me talk to him." Sounds like a scene out of Kevin Costner uh, film. It's totally yeah. freaking Karate Kid, right? <laughs> and so he's like, "Let me let me talk to him." Paint my porch. Yeah, and so the guy comes, my my dad brings him over that following weekend, and uh, we became really good friends. Yeah, yeah. And then he just, like, kind of broke it down to me. He's like, listen, you're always going to be the tallest kid. You're always going to be, you know, you're always going to have a target. He gave me a a set of tools and a a perspective that I hadn't been brought up with. The fact that because I am the biggest guy, I'm going to warrant unwanted attention in certain circumstances. You think that made you, I mean, you you obviously are... I'm trying to think of the way <laughs> you're you're a big character on yeah. top of the your gigantic size. Um, oh, that's offensive. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but I mean, do you think that helped grow you your personality? Because I mean, oh, absolutely. Because literally, you were you're making up for what you're making up for. Yeah, yeah. literally. The like, let's say within four or five months of that, him starting to train me and um, that interaction. The very next time that I got put in a situation, killed a guy to fight. <laughs> to fight. Um, the neatest thing was because of him and the training and everything and how to carry myself. I ended up not getting into the fight. Good for you. You know what I mean? Like I, it was going to go down, but I was, yeah. you know, part of the training is uh, with him was like, look, fighting is the last thing. You, you know, gave me a bunch of tools to work with. And is this gentleman still around? Um. His family is. I haven't seen him 
since I was uh, probably 20. I was last time I saw him was I was, I was like 25, 26 years old. You in, should in find PR. him and write him a thank you. Later. Yeah. No, at, at that time, because I was playing uh, professional basketball in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. we had a really good. Um, dinner and everything and I, and I did I good I did. you said thank but, you yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. I know from if he if I don't meet that guy at that time in my life I don't accomplish a lot of the things that I accomplished afterwards it just sounds like it in regards to like sports and stuff like that is dad still around yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, is mom is mom around yeah. is there is a mom in a different scene are they together not no, that no, this is any of my fucking <laughs> no they're still around okay, they're good. actually fucking living with me right now so really yeah. that sounds horrible it's not ideal at all I, my dad's dead <laughs> uh <laughs> Somewhere my brother's really upset. Uh, so. so I wouldn't want him living with me, but I wish he was alive and living. No, I yeah. probably wouldn't have. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine if this isn't a permanent thing. I, no, okay. it, it can't be, but like we had a... <laughs> it can't be because I'm a little killed then. Yeah. 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 My pop had a little bit of a cancer scare. Oh, I'm sorry. And it then, sucks when pops get sick. Yeah, and so my sister and my mom convinced them that he'll get better treatment at the VA here in Orlando. Yeah, obviously the guy who's out DJing till one o'clock in the morning getting up at four is the perfect people to live with. And so yeah. uh, they're like, oh, well, you got extra room. And I was like, yeah, but that... But, okay. And then initially it was just supposed to be my dad. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, well, cool. Yeah, pop, go ahead. But then after a month or so, because he was going through treatment and everything, oh, he's good now. Good, I, good, I, good, good. worked out for the best, but he's good now. But so, um, but in the, that time, my mom had ulterior motives, and before I realized it, my mom comes up. And Is she going to listen to this? No, no, no. Okay, good. And then mom doesn't a, know how to work a podcast? No, not at all. Oh, and perfect. then I have a aunt and aunt. Hold on, huh? All right, go. Your mom had a... a I have an aunt. She brought up an aunt and an uncle with uh, uh, her, and so it was neat for during the holidays to have all those people. Yeah. But I'm ready for them to go. You just went to Denver and smoked a bunch of pot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. That's what Such I would have done. <laughs> I um I grew up in the eighties and I was a like a I'm a I'm a good boy. I, uh I mean I mean I got in my the whole fair share of trouble, but I like and I have no problems with pot. I like pot. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll eat the shit out of it. But I it's just like it's a weird like I'm not used to it yet. And it still has that you can't do that. Like Oh, dude, you would. Yeah. The first time I went to Denver after they made it uh, recreational. Yeah. It's okay. That was. It was. I didn't feel like I was in the United States of America. <laughs> so I, isn't that a great feeling? Yeah, I genuinely, because it's like, you know, because you're right. Growing up, you know, smoking weed or whatever is something that you did at night or, you yeah, know. under the it, cover it, of darkness. Yeah, it was really illicit, yeah. you know, whatever. It was, and it was something dangerous about it, which made it even more cool exactly. and scary yeah. for me. You, but you never, like, smoked in the middle of the day walking down uh, the middle of an open-air mall. I didn't even think about that. That's really cool. <laughs> and so seeing those things for the first time in Denver, I was like, oh, Holy shit! This is really cool, and then and also also the other the other thing in regards to that. I'm a novice at best when it comes to that, you know. Sure. Um, <laughs> and what's weird is I'm not a fan of uh, a lot of the weed or weed products that are available here locally because it seems that it's so haphazard. Not haphazard is probably not the best uh, description. But Why are you making fun of our local drug dealers? I, I know. I'm trying to be cool with you. <laughs> Not saying that you guys don't know what you're doing, but I will say this. We when you Florida. When kind you, of a couple years behind everything. Yeah, yeah. When you go to Denver, and, you, and 
you know, like for example, this last time I went to, and I went to the, uh, the shows and everything. One thing I was impressed about an EDM show in Denver, not as many ate up kids as you would have thought. Ate up means what? Like, um, you know, they're doing Molly oh, or yeah, they're yeah. doing X or whatever. And yeah. you can, and, and when people are going through the throes of that, you can see that, you know, they're gnawing on the side of their face. They're sucking on a pacifier. Yeah, they're doing all those things. Glow sticks. Boom, chip, boom, yeah, chip, boom, chip. Yeah. And his 90s rave. I mean, it's all the things that I saw at EDC here. Are kids still sucking on pacifiers at these? Yeah, they're doing the fucking glow sticks. Big pants, like, yeah, backpacks. I didn't see the big pants. Yeah. I didn't see that. But it's fascinating to me as one of the things with uh, electronic music, the chicks. They, <laughs> Say chicks again. <laughs> the chicks. They're wearing... The ladies, the dames. The dames. Uh, broads. Broads. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're wearing like... They're wearing stripper outfits. Oh, they're wearing the stripper uniform. Filthy and I'm dress. like, yeah. we're in fucking Denver. I was like, it's... Dis- I, I wasn't mad at it. I was just found it interesting yeah. that you know you would wear that but these are these are children for the most part I mean not, not children but they're in their they're, 20s yeah they're 24, 25 are you 20. the oldest guy at this thing oh no not even close that's for sad no I wasn't no I was I was even shook by that I was like holy crap that's a granddad <laughs> <laughs> that's me, that's me, mom, and Peepa. Oh, oh, look at you guys! So sweet. Were they over there with your ch- their yeah, children? They're, 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 uh, right. they're checking out Bass Nectar. Nice. <laughs> what is Bass Nectar? He's a DJ. Oh, DJ Bass Nectar. <laughs> it, uh, but he does, the new guys, they don't put the DJ in front of it. They, Do you go by the Angel of Boom? That is the name that was given to me. <laughs> that was that was on the radio thing. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. that was that's a when I do. You have, you do, have a Facebook page. We haven't updated in a while. No, no. 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 When I do events for uh, or when I do gigs for the show in the station, that's yeah. probably the moniker that they use. Okay. Yeah, but that wasn't something. Should that I splice I, this out? Uh, no. Okay, good. No, 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 All right, no, no. good. Because <laughs> no, a better name. Yeah. yeah, I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> you just, you're just Angel. I'm just Angel. It. It's always been that way. I mean, with a, a guy my size and my name's Angel, yeah. I couldn't come up with a um, yeah, anything cool. Uh, do DJs have names now? Yeah. I mean, like, there's Bass Nectar, Bass Nectar there's Diplo, there's Marshmallow, uh, <laughs> there's R.L. Grime. There's, oh, in my brief <laughs> DJ career, and I've talked about this before, but what the fuck, I'm bringing it up again. It's my podcast. Uh, um, I was DJ Toxic Boy because the one place that I DJed a lot, I would always eat Taco Bell before I went, and then I'd fart a lot. And the, the, the door was right next to the DJ booth. And the bounce, one bouncer, Bob. I wonder what Bob was doing now. Bob was a nice guy. He would walk me into my car because I, I would literally piss people off. Um, he's like, you are toxic. And I just, anyway, uh, I'm going to ask I you. I like that. Though. Yeah, it was a terrible, it was the 90s. Uh, question number two. What one sentence can, uh, uh, one, <laughs> what one sentence can change the world if every human being would live by it? I love you. Oh wow! I didn't see that coming. I love you. Yeah, you think so? I think, um, and maybe that's hippie-ish over, or just uh, crazy naive, naive part of me. Yeah. But um, even, I mean, more so today than I ever I think I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, we need. Oh love. yeah, we do. We need love. And There's need... a lot of people beating people up for no apparent reason. Yeah, or for what they think is a really good exactly. reason. It's a really it's, dumb it's, fucking I, reason. Yeah, I find it. I, I've never ever been scared. Yeah. Um, as far as being um, living here, you were taught to fight. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. should be really scared. But I am definitely concerned. Uh, maybe a, a bit afraid. Um, I, you know, and, and 
I'll tell you this: becoming a dad uh, gives me. A, a, I've definitely noticed the evolution or the changing of the way that I think or view the world now. Mm-hmm. And I have a six-year-old little girl, and she's the um, neatest thing that I've ever been a part of. And um, I've never been more concerned about. You know, there was probably a time in my life where I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna die. Who gives us? You know, I was here. I'm out of here." <laughs> and, I had a vasectomy. <laughs> so then, when you start realizing and you start thinking outside of yourself, and you're like, "Oh, damn, I, I, I want this place to be cool for her." Yeah, I know, you right? Know? And then yeah. that's definitely changed the way that I, uh, the the global view that I have of the world. You think and so, so? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. I think you're right. That's the yeah. right answer. And, and yeah. in my self-centered, stupid world, I didn't think of I love you. And <laughs> I, I, a couple of years ago, I made it a point. If I love somebody, I tell them, yeah. I love you. And I think it was, I, I was blessed to have super great parents who, who I would never want living with me. <laughs> my dad's dead. Uh, 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 um, but uh, I, uh, they, we, every night we said I love you I yeah. love you and if we, if we left we said I love you and uh, and I, I practiced that with my wife like yeah. she gets up in the morning and I think she's not necessarily from that and I, I think we've been together for 20 plus years so that's awesome n- now now she, she'll tell me she loves me but when we wake up in the morning it's I love you because yeah. when she goes take a shower there's a good chance I might die while I'm sleeping and I want that to be the last thing I awesome. say yeah Good answer. <laughs> Normally, I'd make fun of your answer, hippie. <laughs> um, uh, question number three. If you met time, what would you say to him? Can I have some back? You think so? Mm, actually, no. I wouldn't say that because I don't regret. Um, Can I have some more? Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. I would maybe go in that direction. Or... Um, Probably, I guess, thinking about it in hindsight, probably go more in that direction. What do I got to do to get some more time? Here's one. How about, because because I just saw the way your face lit up when you were talking about your daughter. Can you slow that down? Oh, fuck yeah. See, I can't even imagine having a kid. Oh, dude, it is, I mean, she's six. The first three years, um, it was very... uh, They're just pooping machines. Exactly. And and, and they lean heavily on, on, on... on the parents, they, yeah, yeah. They, you know, you, they that you they need everything from you, mm-hmm. and once three to four, and then this last four to six, um, you know, me, her, uh, me and, the, and the mom are no longer together, but yeah. we have a pretty cool acrimonious uh, well, you friendship. You have to be, and congratulations for doing that. Yeah, um, but um, the the what kind of relationship did you just say? Uh, acrimonious. Good word. <laughs> we tolerate each other's space, let's say. Yeah, uh, acrimonious. Yeah. I can't say it. Now I know what it means. Uh, but the last two years with this kid has been just phenomenal. And she blows me away every day. And you're right. The personality, um, the thought process. I'm seeing her you know, work stuff out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just blown away. And I'm curious to see what she's going to be like at 10 or 12. I know, right? But I don't... You're right. I, I guess I would ask for that. I was like, can, can we make this seem slower? Because it doesn't seem slow at all. It seems like, you know, it's... My brother's wife told me a good story about uh, uh, my nephew. I always try to figure that out. <laughs> my brother's son. And uh, he, he didn't have... My brother didn't get married until he was in his 30s. And right. uh, so his son was born when he was in his 30s. And uh, Tammy, my brother's wife, said, 
William was like, I, I can't wait to see what he looks like when he when he's fifteen and all the the knowledge and what the character is. And now he's like fifteen or sixteen, and he's the coolest kid. Right. Whoa. He's he's a pure von Taborski boy. He's he's my brother. He's my dad. He's you can see all this. those. Elements. Oh, you can see him. You can yeah. see all. And and he's got uh, Tammy's side of the family, and it, which is a great family. Um, but he, awesome. William said, uh, I can't wait to see what, what, what he's like and, and get to hang out. And she said, slow down. Enjoy this the part. moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it was neat watching him become a father. Yeah. Because it was so late. Not, not late. I mean, it was, he's in his 30s. But it, it's, that's not what society says. Society says, you know, you're 22, you graduate college, you get a good job, you get married, you squeeze out some kids, you know, you oh, retire with an ulcer at, at 55. I, I would say that <coughs> in regards to that, that... I, it's better that it happened for me uh, at this age because, you know, if had it happened when I was in my 20s, I was nowhere in the world uh, mature enough. Oh, for guys I don't know, know what the fuck they're doing no. in their 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, hold on. <laughs> uh, when did I get that? Uh, okay. Uh, you're going to ask me your second question, please. All right. Here we go. I have no idea why I said it like that. <laughs> what conspiracy theory do you really believe? 9-11. Uh, <laughs> well, I just opened up a huge can of worms. Um, and you can send emails to Scott to a good conversation. Uh, someone's going to kill me. I, I, uh, when George Bush was still in office, I picked up a book by an author called David Ray, uh, by an author called, by an author named David Ray Griffin. And, and uh, the book's called A New Pearl Harbor. And um, I read it, and it changed my worldview. Uh, and the way I look at it is if 25% of what's in that book, book. was true, we've got huge problems right, right. with 9-11. Um, assuming the rest was just bullshit, just right, right. just complete, utter garbage. And, and I, don't, I don't know what happened. I'm not putting blame on anybody. I, I don't think... I, well, I do think, but I'm not going to get into the New World Order or anything. <laughs> Other conspiracy theory. Uh, I, and I'm not here to preach that. Just listen to my podcast, please. <laughs> um, uh, I just think that there's more to 9-11 than two planes hit two towers, one hit plane hits the Pentagon, one plane crashes right. in Pennsylvania. Uh, and we, we do a... a th- Pure, uh, uh, poorly funded investigation run by a small group of people questioning the Bush administration <laughs> and they weren't allowed to take notes <laughs> um, and it was closed like a closed hearing and even the families weren't allowed to see. I'm getting into it too much <laughs> I, I, I think there's more to it than meets the eye and we were, we were forced to swallow a, a story under would you, would you say that this is our generation's? You're going to uh, get me killed. JFK. <laughs> it's it's yeah uh, times ten. Yeah, because it, it's glo- it's global. I mean, because I I grew up in a household where, for example, uh, well, you grew up in military, so I can't uh, even imagine. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But my mom was uh, she was off the chain, and okay. so uh, my mom, uh, I I grew up being taught or not being taught, but. She didn't. She never believed that it was one a one gunman. Yeah, uh, with a Jackie Noel type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, she never believed that, and she was uh, as a strong Puerto Rican woman, uh, wasn't shy about sharing that. Uh, my my mom also, um, and this is what was bizarre because uh, with her hearing being brought up this way, and then when I hooked up with uh, Kevin and his belief, my mother uh, for the. 
to this day, doesn't believe that the uh, we went to the moon when they said we went to the moon. Have you read any of that stuff? <laughs> I, I I have nothing vested in it. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, and so she was like, she thinks that we went to the moon much, much later than yeah. what they, the, and I mean, and she will argue with you. I mean. I like your mom. And make a yeah. very compelling argument. It's really fucking hard for me <laughs> so, to keep my mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> and I realize I'm dumb and I've read like three books, so I think I'm an authority on yeah. these things. But I'm also aware that, like I said, if 25% of right. what's in those books is true, yeah. we're being fed a bunch of bullshit yeah, yeah. and the very foundation on which America was founded is to question our leaders Everything, yeah that, that's I mean the freedom of speech we're, we're allowed to stand up and go I don't believe this yeah and have com- open conversation dialogue ab- yeah, about in, uh, you know and, and not get your ass kicked for you know yeah. it's like okay you and I don't get along uh, we've gotten t- away from that, and yeah. that's and that's a scary. Well, th- and that's that's what it was. George Bush saying either you're with us or you're against us, yeah. and he he put down, and then you know put down a well. If you don't believe this, if you don't believe this story that we've just told the, told you're anti-American. you, you're anti-American. Yeah. And he said on television, and Fox News repeated it ten million fucking times. Yeah. So if you speak up in public, like on a podcast where people know where you live, someone's gonna <laughs> hurt you. Please don't hurt me. I'm so nice. <laughs> oh, this, that might it's, have been... It's I, just a podcast. I, I know. You know. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm all on your side. I, I, like that. Tell that story on the radio tomorrow. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I avoid those. Yeah. I avoid those. <laughs> 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 yeah, that scotch is looking good right about now. Yeah, pour some, dude. Uh, I'm going to do with just a teeny commercial here. Uh Hey kids! Uh, besides the folks over at uh, Red Light, Red Light, we've got another uh, uh, got another sponsor. Believe it or not, those are awesome. I know, right? Yeah. Holy smokes! <laughs> got a couple. Uh, we got we got we got another sponsor, and uh, they're Bama Pama Vintage. It's vintage menswear. It, it's it's for people who realize that you don't have to get to the, go to the mall or men's warehouse. Uh, realize that stuff made in the past might have been made a little bit better, and there's a reason it's still around. Here's what Bama Pama did. At the end of 2016, they cleared out their closets. They took anything that hadn't sold and that wasn't just stellar, and they donated it back because someone else can use it. And what they're doing is they're, they're spending January thrifting and estate selling and going out and looking for new stuff. And uh, uh, you can go... And look at some of their newest stuff at their pop-up shops here in Orlando. If you're lucky enough to live in Orlando, because it's an awesome town, uh, Bama Pama. Their jealous. first. I'm sorry. Be jealous. Yeah, yeah. You don't live here. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Bama Pama. Their, their first pop-up of the year. Actually, this. It's not the first pop-up, but this is going to come out on the 20th, and I think on the 23rd, if I did my math correctly, which I'm not famous for doing right. On uh, the 23rd, they're going to be at the Audubon Park Community Market in the parking lot of Stardust. And it's a good time, good time to go check them out because they've been thrifting and they've been looking around. They're gonna, they're gonna have racks full of the coolest vintage menswear. We're talking vintage suits, tuxedos, vintage denim, ties, just quality, amazing shoes that you're not gonna find at the mall anymore. Suits, blazers, sports coats, uh, jackets. There's, there, there was a time in Florida where you might actually wear a jacket or a coat. Cool hats. They got vinyl. They got records. Uh, and just other dude stuff, just stuff men like, manly, cool stuff. And, and if you're not in Florida, 
uh, you can go to their online store. Uh, here's what you do, because finding their online store is a pain in the ass because they have a dumb name. Uh, Google <laughs> B-A-M-A-P-A-N, as in Nancy, A, vintage, and eventually you're going to find their Etsy store. Go in there, and you're going to see a bunch of cool stuff. When you find something you like, it, the discount code SCOTCH, and they're going to take 15% off. You go to their pop-up, mention SCOTCH and Good Conversation, they're going to give you a big hug, and they're going to take 15% off. Don't shop at the mall. It's a new year. It's better for the environment. It's better for you. It's better for the world. And you look a lot cooler if you were a vintage. B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A vintage. Google it, learn it, live it, love it. Um, these are, and I've never done this before. I just started a Facebook group because I've been doing this for like a year and a half and it seemed right. like the right time to do it. I don't know why I should have done it a long time ago. Uh, it's called Scotch and Good Conversationalist and I'll put a link to it in my, my Facebook and all over the place. But what I did was I said, hey, Angel's going to be on and immediately a bunch of people went, I've got questions for Angel. All right. I know, right? Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, this question's from Joey Nick and N-I-K. Uh, and a lot of, it, there was a lot of questions okay. but a lot of them had to do with music because you're a music guy. Uh, Joey, he, he wrote and he said, uh, top three musical experience. I'm sure he's seen some great shows. Top three musical experiences. Quick, go. Uh, seeing Pretty Lights at Red Rocks. Uh, first time I saw Oasis here in Orlando. And when was that? Holy shit, dude. Um, you must have been like 12. No, I was 25. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who did they play with? They, believe it or not, showed up in Orlando by themselves, <laughs> played a show at the Hard Rock. <coughs> and this is when Park Avenue CDs was still on Park, Park Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. And they were hosting the after party oh, God. up at um, what's called Sky Bar now. I don't remember That's what it was. It's above the social. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called back yeah. then. And so I bought tickets. Oh, my friend's going to kill me for telling this story. All right, you guys can't tell anybody else this okay. story. It just, I've got like four listeners and a bunch of people in Mexico listening to me. All right, so we go to the show and fucking the British Nationals. All right, so I'm that guy when I go to a show because of my height. And uh, this is why one of the reasons why I love the hard rock. You stand can, in front of my wife. No, I can stand by the bar. Okay, yeah. And I got a perfect shot of uh, the stage. Yeah. And I'm not blocking the people. Yeah, you know, very I'm, polite of you. I'm very cognizant of those things. And so I'm there and I'm ordering drinks and everything. There's a bunch of British nationals. And we're and Oasis is one of those bands where if you know the songs, everyone is singing along. And I, so I became friends with these guys and we just met. You yeah. Know? So we're like singing the songs and drinking and everything. And then we go to the after party. <clears throat> and it, it was them by themselves. And I think it was... Oasis uh, was hanging out on the top of the social. No, they, 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 okay. no, no they didn't go. But, okay. um, and I think the album that they were uh, supporting at the time was Heathen. Uh, Heathen Chemistry, I think it was. And... Um, we go there, the British Nationals there, end up meeting this girl from uh, Britain, and um, make, end up making out with her all night long, right on Orange Avenue. <laughs> she was sitting on the back of my car. I think I passed by you. And uh, who's the tall the, guy? With it the was girl? the most yeah. ridiculous thing, and it was so bad that two OPD officers on horseback like rolled up and like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what the hell? Come get on, a, get a room. You've been here for two hours, you know. Don't uh, you miss making out for two hours? Oh, those were the good old days. Just if you were really happy, if you touched oh. the boob, you're like, da da. <laughs> just your hand going up, hand going back down, hand going. Yeah, that, and then probably I'm trying to think about the last one. I'm leaving something. Out. Oh, uh, P Funk. 
in Washington, D.C. With, with my brother. I saw them at the social. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a variation of P-Funk, but that's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, question number two from Calvin, who owns Cloak oh, and Dapper. I love that guy. He, he wrote, I love that dude. I'm curious uh, how he goes about selecting the music he spins when you DJ. Um, so I learned from really, uh, really good, amazing DJs, and... Here's the thing, I, I, and, and you'll you'll know this. I'm not a battle DJ. I'm not a DJ that does tricks. I'm not, um, you know, any of those kind of things. But the thing that I do very very well, and I uh, pride myself on that, I can read a room. Yeah, there you go. And I can read yeah, a room. Read a crowd w with the best of them, and I key in on a couple of people. That I, I'll pay attention to a room. I'll key in on a couple of people who are like, okay, they're social. They're they're you know watching them and you know more times than not depending on the venue it's probably going to be the prettier girls and um you know so you kind of watch them um, you keep girls on the dance floor everybody's gonna be on the dance floor. you know what i mean yeah and so uh and so i'll follow them uh and again and this is not talking to them or anything just kind of watching watching yep. their body language watching what they do and and it's fun that's where the fun comes for uh any dj you see what they're digging. They're playing this song. And I was like, well, if you dig this, then you should probably dig this. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the journey comes in. And you're hoping that they ride, they take that ride with you. Yeah. And if you can get them grooving on this song, then... Don't you hate it when that one person walks off the floor because you played the wrong damn thing? Oh, that's, that's so heart-crushing. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, please, come back. Okay, I'll, I'll make it up. I'll make it back up. And then, uh, But that's that's what i do that's my my trick that's you know that's my thing like i said i'm not ever going to be um you know supporting some hip-hop act i'm yeah. not ever going to be uh, you love it though oh a hundred percent it's oh, yeah. always it's always been something about that that's been that's that's, that's when uh, I, I decided when i when i didn't love it anymore is when i sold my turntable yeah because because it, it just made me sad right, right and i and i wasn't i wasn't i mean i did a couple bars and i, I might have been in a club or two but i was doing mobiles and doing high school dances yeah just playing booty music and and, and like so and, and maybe and that's why like um you know if i'm honest with myself maybe in hindsight that's probably the neat thing about the fact of selling the turntables when i sold them um because when i didn't have those i kind of got away from that so I didn't have to do that, or I did. I couldn't do it, and I didn't do it for yeah. a, a bunch of years in a row. You know, so I, I have a warm spot in my heart for that big Miami-based, stupid two-life crew, oh. Poison Clan, Booty Music. What? Yeah, uh, uh, Magic Mike and oh, Magic, Magic Mike's from Orlando. I actually we uh, had Magic Mike on the show on the did Monsters really? uh, last year. Yeah. How old is that dude? Um, He's probably not much older than I am. He's like fifty-five, probably. Probably, maybe fifty-ish. Yeah. You know who's got a book that I always wanted to read was a. Uh, uh, Uncle Luke, went uh, Luke's, we, we, yeah. he, the book dropped last year. We we got to do a phoner with him. Yeah, I straight up told him, I was like, Uncle, I was like, Luke, you don't understand. I was here's one of the um, most fascinating things about that. I was in um, New York at the uh, it was a hip hop convention that they used to have back in the day, and this is in the beginning days where hip hop is trying to come up. And the guys from Miami were there. Two Live Crew were there, and they got booed. They it's, got, and I'm. It's amazing how regional music is. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I was an Orlando kid. I was, I was there at that time. I was working for this really small uh, magazine out of Queens, and I was like, I was like, oh, you guys got to come with me. It's Two Live Crew. Y'all don't know, the, the, you know. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking? about? I was like, no, no, you guys are gonna love this. And we go to this, and I mean. It, you're right, 100% being uh, regional and everything, and they were getting booed, and it was like me and like one other person from Florida, and like the guys, uh, their entourage, and we were all like, "Fuck, 
and everything. It's 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 brilliantly silly. Uh, one of my favorite hip hop lyrics is "So bad, shake it, don't break it." Took your mom and I months to make it. <laughs> it's ludicrous. It's so stupid and wonderful and juvenile and. But to this day, yeah, to this day, you take any one of those records from that time. No, I know. And you drop, you know this. Yeah. You drop it at any given party on any given night on any place downtown. And it'll pack. It, the I used floor. to I used to cut in with a, if you believe in having sex, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I, I got a warm spot in my heart for that. And, and that's not what I grew up listening to, but I realized pretty girls would dance to it, oh, and, and yeah. I could watch them. Uh, one last question from from the uh, the the people in the Facebook group, uh, and this is uh, from Billy Havaston from the What's the Fuss podcast. Billy, I know, right? Uh, he says, and this is I'm reading this verbatim. Uh, why is he so cool? And then it says, like for real, not in a snarky way, why is the coolest man? Hold on, it goes on. It says, you can tell him it came from me. And then he wrote, ha ha, I love Bill. And he says, also, since I didn't get a chance to say it, could you please pass along the gratitude for stopping by the first annual punk rock show? I just missed you because I was there, because I passed by earlier because I had How something else to do. How freaking cool is that bar? I, that the bar is amazing. It's 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 like a shithole, but there's two oh different rooms. Oh my god! And, yeah, I fell in love with that. That was my that going there. That they had night. fairly decent beer too up uh, in the front the, room. The, yeah, the, yeah. For the uh, selection a, was really good. They had a Dogfish ninety minute that yeah. wasn't skunky, and I assumed I was it was sitting there dusty or something. No, and the prices there are freaking incredible. And the show was great. Yeah, the show was good. The t- for the time I was there, I was there for about an hour and a half. Um, I think I, literally, I think we just missed each other. Yeah, and it was. Uh, really, really cool, and uh, thanks, Billy. That was I mean, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> I I, uh, I talked to Rocky like the next day, just because I think if if there's a brother podcast, I think the What's the Fuss Kids. Yeah. I feel like they're like my grandchildren. I need to watch out for them, and I love those kids. They're just a wonderful mixture of neurotic and weird <laughs> and punk rock. But I call them punks of the heart of gold. Uh, because they're not nearly as street down as they think they are, or they're acting like they are, but they're smart and edgy and hilarious. Yeah. And they did a, a charity concert for for the the homeless community, and uh, uh, all, all the proceeds went to the uh, Second uh, City Food Harvest. Is that right? Uh, Second City Food Bank. The night that yeah. you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he pulled a, uh, a fast one, and uh, one of the guys that uh, I, I am probably messing up names right before here. Christmas. Uh, but the the guy's father passed away. He oh got, well, yeah. He got run over. Yeah, um, Bill. Bill's dad died. Yeah. So yeah. The funds that they raised that night went to went to help cover uh, funeral costs. Oh, I see. I, I know some of the money went to Bill, okay. and then some yeah. of the money went get like because I I brought yeah, a bag you, of food yeah. and it was food and yeah, I, it, it was they. Listen to the What's the Fuss podcast. They are solid. They're among my favorite local podcasts. And you should go on a show. I know they want you to be on there. I think I'm going to end up over yeah, there if you, pretty soon. If you think you're going to be drinking here, you're going to be drinking on that show. I, I've been on a couple of podcasts and some radio shows in the, in the area. And uh, I got done. I should have Ubered. I'm a bad, bad person. My wife was out of town. I fell asleep at 4 and woke up like... At like nine thirty, hungover, which is uh. which, which is the worst. Uh, those are the questions from the Facebook group. Hey, if if you're listening and you're a fan, uh, go to Facebook and look for Scotch and Good Conversationalist, and you can yeah. get involved. And uh, I, I throw up questions from the from the podcast, and I'm trying to make it interactive. I'm going to ask you a couple more. Absolutely, uh, sure. Question number four from me, not them. Right. Uh, when a child is born, they're almost fearless about anything. They're not afraid of anything. What 
triggers us to be scared of things as we grow up? Um, I will say, uh, all right, so from my personal experience, well, I, th I think I had that fear. I mean, there was a, a, a time where I was able to get the fearlessness back, but I think at a point where you feel like your prey. My whole life. You know what I mean? Right now, I feel like you're going to kill me. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, when uh, like going through elementary school and, yeah. and you become, you know, a bully focuses in on you and you have no control over that. I think that's probably the first, um, or shit, dude, even, even go worse. Let's say if you're a kid and uh, unfortunately you have, you know, alcoholic parents or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you don't have any control or any kind of you can't make any impact on that i think those are the things where you start becoming afraid you know i, I, I would i would defer to that what do you do to keep your daughter from being afraid or it's some question what do you do to make sure she's afraid of the right things Ooh, so i just made that up i'm so fucking good at podcasting the i will say this um in case one slips by and i have a child yeah yeah I'm trying to, I'm in, um, it's fascinating. I, and when you're, I'm in a co-parenting situation, mm -hmm. and in this situation, I'm having to play the heavy because you're the bad guy. My kid, I've heard, I've called where she's at, and she'll be with uh, the other side of the family, uh -huh. and I'll hear this this voice in the background, and be like, no, I'm not doing this, and no, I'm not doing that, and I'm, and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> and they're like, that's your daughter, and I'm like. Oh, hell no. Get, put her on the phone. And literally, I'm like, what are, you know, what the hell, what do you think you're doing? You yeah. don't talk to your mom. You don't talk to your grandparents that way. What's going on? Good for you. Um, so that, but she's so kind hearted. Is she smart? And she's freaking smart as a button. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to, like, hey, listen, you don't go walk up and talk to everybody. You don't know that person. I go, yeah. that person might try to steal you. Do, do you want? Does it, you want to go hang out with that person? Stranger, danger. yeah. And so I'm, I, so I try to, um, with a little bit a sense of humor, but I try to, hey, listen, um, you, not everyone that you see on the street is your friend. Yeah, uh, you have to be have a healthy respect for uh, your circumstances. When you're that age, you're not aware. You don't pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah, you know because whatever. What, what's funny? Or Let's what's, ride bikes. Yeah, yeah, the shiny thing in front of you, uh -huh. whatever the balloon, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Um, so I try to, I try to get her to think a little bit. Yeah, I think or yeah. To be proactive. You're a better man than I am. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't write most of these questions. I steal them off the internet because oh, I'm lazy. <laughs> but I, uh, first of all, you're a Prince fan, I'm guessing. Oh, Because yeah. you're smart and yeah. you like music. There was a time in my life where... Uh, you ever seen him? I interrupted. I'm sorry. There was a time in your life. No, I, I've never got that to the regret. That yeah. a, I never got to go to a, a Turn show. Turntables, Car Prince, and not going to a concert of his. Yeah, and then, but there was a time in my life uh, between like uh, 11 and 12. This is uh, years after Purple Rain, when I realized that I couldn't be, I couldn't grow up to be Prince. Oh, isn't that sad? And that like that wasn't an option you yeah. know I, I was the kid that had like the uh the prince poster in my room and yeah. my dad was like what the hell's wrong with you you know he's wearing mascara yeah, he's like, wearing a he's bikini got, he's got makeup on and all that um but yeah i learned if there was ever an artist that made a huge impact on just my 
ideas of what sexuality are or how to you know the, or the funk or any of that kind of so cool that's that guy yeah, yeah. he uh uh I, I wrote this today you know, sitting in einstein's drinking an iced tea and i don't write questions i'm particularly proud of this uh finish this lyric let's go crazy let's get nuts let's go crazy. let's get nuts something about oh shit uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finish for you because it's it's the one lyric of Prince that I don't appreciate let's look for purple banana until they put us in a truck no they do it is not <laughs> you can't look it up it, it is I, I, I swear to go. god it is let's get crazy let's get nuts Let's look Sometime for a purple banana then, until then, they then, put no, us in a truck. It. Oh, damn it. it I shouldn't have drank that. Uh, right scotch. now, there are people looking that up. <laughs> They're like, no, that's, is that really what it is? Trust me, I had it on vinyl, and I, when I was DJing, I would play it, that's and I, it I went, what the fuck is he saying? And I expected, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. and the next part of this question is, what the hell does that mean? Um, see, now I'm completely distracted because I'm trying to go You can't lip. look it up. You're mm-hmm. going to get in the car and look it up when we're done. That's good. No, it's... Something, something. Let's look for a purple banana until uh, they put us in a truck. No, I don't Why believe you. Look at all these posters. I know a little bit about music. I believe, uh, yeah. no, no. They're not just posters. They're framed. Yeah, I know no, stuff. Awesome. That Beastie Boys is the one that's dope I, as hell. Uh, it is. It is. It, it, assuming I'm right, what does that mean? What's going through Prince's head? Or was he just rhyming shit? Uh, he's prob well with, not with Prince. He's pro- there's probably a deeper meaning. To I know, it. right? And, and it's some Purple Rain, and that that might be the perfect record. <laughs> you don't believe me at all? No, not even a little bit. I know it is. <laughs> okay, uh, people are looking this up. I, I, I just caused a controversy. That's good scotch, though. Do you have some more, dude? No, no, no. no. Um, this is uh, well, actually there's two more, and then you got to. Well, there's one more. You ask a question. All right. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm a little drunk. Uh, what do you think is more important, being healthy or having fun? I mean, that's a, a fantastic question because I think what happens is right when you're young, you take life for granted. Oh, yeah. And so it's all about having fun. I know. And you don't have, we don't, shit, dude, when I was 21, 22, I, I thought I was going to live forever. And you couldn't, and you couldn't have convinced me. I, I was the biz, biggest jerk off at that age because I knew everything and you couldn't tell me any different and I was going to live forever. But that's your job at 22. And so that's what I'm saying. So you appreciate it. So the most important thing to you when you're young is having fun. Yeah. Then you hit, um, you know, and it happens, I think it happens for everybody at a different moment in their life. Not me yet. Something catastrophic can happen. Uh, something can uh, bring your attention and bring you down and and make you realize how important your health is. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I think as you grow older and you mature a little bit, you understand the importance of that and so that it's not so bad. You don't have to go out every weekend. You don't have to, you know, go have... But I like going oh, out every week. Brother, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. <laughs> that might be the reason I'm still single. Uh, but you but you do develop a healthy appreciation, no pun intended, for being healthy. I, it, you know, it's funny, and, uh, and I talk about this, but I don't know you. I know you now. We're, we're friends. <laughs> uh, about two years ago, I had the realization that I'm closer to my death than I am to my birth. Yeah. Which is a sad, scary fucking thing. And also, I love my station in life. I love where I am. I've, I've 
I have everything I need. I've right. got a beautiful wife. I've got amazing friends. I live in an incredible community. And and that being said, I love going out. I I, I love going to bars. I like going to shows. I, I, I like going and getting dinner someplace. But in the last year or two, I love staying home. Yeah. And, and I, I love here's here's a sad one. I love going to bed early. But you, let me ask you this. It's the, killing me. The reason you like going to bed early is because you don't want, like, waking up in the morning and not being hungover, not being tired, and understanding that you can take advantage I'm of a, tired. a full day, <laughs> that there's something rewarding in that. Yeah, I, uh, um, no, none of that. No. <laughs> That's where I'm at with uh, yeah, that. I, I, um, um. This is going to sound so cheesy. My wife tells me, don't talk about me. And she doesn't talk like that, by the way. She's so sexy. Uh, um, I love it when she's home. And and if we can go to bed early and she can fall asleep and I can hang out with her while she's there, it's like my favorite Dude, that's thing a, in the world. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> a, I, I envy that. Yeah. I, I, uh, 100%. I, and, and, I, I'm, I'm, and you said when you wake up, there's a day. I wake up and she leaves, and then I'm generally sad for a while. So I spend the afternoons podcasting and drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, uh, fair enough. Man. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I'm very lucky. Right. Your third question, please. Your last question for me. Actually, um, something I've learned um, being uh, spending this time with you, and I think um, any insight you could give on this is uh, huge because I don't, in my circle of friends that I have. We there's one couple that has been uh, together for a long time, and when I say long time, more than ten years. Yeah, yeah that's, that's learning uh, learning this about you and your wife. Yeah, what would you say is the uh, the tr- not in, trick uh, means I don't want to diminish it with the word like trick or or scheme or anything like that. But how do you make um, a relationship last as long as yours? I uh, I. I then thank you. That's a compliment, by the way. Uh, Fine, do it. When I when I told you I was envious, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's awesome. Again, I was very fortunate to be surrounded by two parents who generally loved each other. Gotcha. Who every day told each other they they were very rarely apart. And when when they were apart, they had this cute little paper heart that they passed back and forth, like in each other's luggage. And I, 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 it was around when my dad passed away, and uh, God, I cried. Um, I, I, I told my. It took me a long time to find the perfect girl, right. and, and I told her, I told myself that I would tell her I loved her every day, just so she understood. And it goes back to the. I think we talked about it earlier. You don't know when you're not going to wake up, right? And and I just appreciate being with her. She's everything I want to be. Wow. She's fucking smart and beautiful and hilarious and, I, and I'm smart and beautiful and hilarious and bald and <laughs> addicted to alcohol no no I'm not uh, I, but uh, I mean she literally when you find that yin to your yang when you, you find that that person who Jerry Maguire makes you complete yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll know it and, and I'm not saying it happens 100% of the time but you know it does happen and we talked about this before we turned the mics mm-hmm. on I have this strong belief that if you make good yeah, decisions, yeah, that was awesome. yeah. if if you if you just try to be the best angel you can be or the best Peter I can be, and don't do the dumb stuff, and you're going to do the dumb stuff. Life will take you where it, it's meant to take you, and life throws shit at you. 
you know, there's cancer right. and people Absolutely. die yeah. and, you know, and the universe is an imperfect, imperfect place. Screws fall out all the time. Breakfast club. Um, I, but you, you just kind of long for the ride. And I, I happened upon this great person. Just believe that it will happen. And yeah. it will happen. Gotcha. I, I had gone through this huge not dating thing, like literally like four years where I had two, two fairly good dates. And it was during DJing. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't fucking groupies. Right, but, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and even that was limited, yeah. you know, because I'm by nature shy and bald and have an inverted nipple, just a lot of weird shit. Uh, um, but I, when I started not caring about what other people thought is when Didi came along. Gotcha. And that, that's just it. Be yourself. And then when you find that perfect person, you'll know, kind of thing. You're gonna know. Right. I don't know if that's an answer. No, I mean, yeah, it is. It's I, no, I get it. I, I get it. And, 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 and again, I, I could be totally wrong. This could have been a one in a million thing or a two in a million because of my parents. Yeah, but uh, I, I, uh, they're out there. Your soulmates out there someplace. Everybody's soulmates out there. You know. Yeah. Um, question number seven. We have two more and we're done. All right. Uh, and the last one's a throwaway. <laughs> if if you were to choose. To control time, love, or death, which would you choose and why? Oh, shit. This one's... This is easy. Death. Really? Yeah. So one of the things that um, I've never really... I've talked... Some people are aware of it. Um, Ooh, that's got some a people, good conversation exclusive. Yeah. Some people are aware... Um, some people are aware that if you listen to me while I was on the file... So my brother, uh, my younger brother, unexpectedly passed away. Oh, sucks! I'm under um, really, really bizarre circumstances in the city of Baltimore. So um, to this day, it's an unsolved, uh, unsolved uh, murder, or uh, murder is the wrong word. Uh, unsolved. I don't even know what they call it now. Mystery. Yeah, because uh, it's not a homicide. Um, death. Like yeah, unsolved death. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, the coroner uh, uh, to this day, and this is how we're going on eight, nine years now. Oh, heartbreaking. Has not, still hasn't signed off on the cause of death. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore Police Department, dicks. Um, <laughs> And I'm not talking about dickheads. Not talking about the detectives. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, just weighing over their head uh, with this one, and not a hundred percent their fault because if you live in Baltimore, you're familiar with Baltimore. It's it's a tough city. Yeah, it's I a, imagine a, it's yeah. probably um, not Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be the one. That would um, to to be able to alter that or figure. Or, was he older or younger? He was my younger. So yeah. it's three of us. Uh, he was the middle kid. I'm sorry, um, dude. He was the the glue. Yeah. To, you know. How old is he? Yeah. Uh, when he passed, he was uh, 33. Oh, yeah. Thir- Sucks. Yeah. 33. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So that would be the one. That would be that would be the where I would, directly where I'd go with that one. You know, <laughs> again, it goes back to the getting older. I, uh, I I I'm okay with where I am it, until I turn 50 next year or this year. Uh, it was harder for me to accept that my brother was 50 than it would. I think that it's going to be that I'm going to turn 50. Right, right, right. Because he's always been my hero. He's always been the guy who was in yeah. that corner. Like I, I, I told you, I was talking to him when you pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, he he was like telling me, you know, I'm proud of you and you've done this right and you've done that right. And he just calls and, 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 and you know, tells me what's going on in his world, and I tell him, yeah. what's going on, and then we always say, I love you. And we yeah. didn't necessarily do it when we were kids because 
gay. You know, I, 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 you know, you don't, you don't, you don't tell your brother you love yeah. me when you're 13. Um, but I mean, I, I, he, he is. I always said he was the yin to my yang. He's the he's the Republican. Oh, yeah. He's the Republican version. How many of me. age difference? He's five five oh, years older okay. than me. But he's not even. I mean, we we differ in a lot of ways. Yeah. But if you were to look at a yin yang symbol, we are the same. We are. I think with uh, with um, siblings or with especially with brothers, that's uh, uh, very common because and we were he and I were younger uh, or closer in age. We were three years apart. So what would happen? Um, as we're like we're going through school, as I'm hitting high school, he's yeah. getting coming in through junior high. Oh, you want to take care of him? Um, no, we oh we were like you at each other's throat. No, we were at each other's throats. <laughs> it wasn't until uh, my senior year in college and his freshman year where we finally. That's funny you say that. Yeah, struck common ground, you know, and then from that moment on, um, you know, we were as thick as thieves, and it was like. And I guess the part that sucks the most is that because um, you know he he wrote screenplays, oh. uh, he was in Hollywood, he yeah. was uh, working at the Hollywood Film Institute, um, he was doing that kind of thing, and I was I, I was just starting to do the radio stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I had just gotten my internship on the file. Yeah, and um, he oh, was, so you went through all that live on the radio. Yeah, yeah, uh, his disappearance, um, yeah, all that, and then the, here was the thing. So, like a lot of people, uh, uh, and we, I talked about this a couple of days ago with uh, friends of mine. Um, so, when I first initially went on the file, I did. I was playing a character, and I was playing this guy who's an exchange student from Puerto Rico that did didn't have uh, a command of the language, and I got beat up. You motherfucker! <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I got beat up. I mean, I got beat up for that uh, from other uh, Latinos, uh, Puerto Rican community and everything. They thought that it was a disgrace. That's not whatever. The people didn't realize that it was a joke. They really thought it was real, all these things. And one of the few people that I could go to who got it and remembers how we were brought up because uh, uh, my dad, his sense of humor and what we would watch, um, uh, what was that? Uh, I wasn't gonna bring that up, something, motherfucker. Something in the man, Chico and the man. Yeah, yeah. Chico and the man was a really Freddie popular, Fins. Freddie, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A really popular show in the seventies. My dad loved it. Scatman Crutters. Scrutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was, you know, that was a huge influence on us. And so he was the guy that I would go to, and I was like, Don, you know, I was like, Ray, dude, these fucking guys are. They're on me. He's like, you know, screw them. They I don't, don't believe know. in anything anymore. <laughs> you just re- you pull back the curtain. Yeah. Like, God damn it! That's and that's Mr. Phillips letting me behind the curtain. Um, but so when so to get to where I'm at now, yeah, and to what I'm doing, being able to accomplish now, and now do you I'm, speak Spanish? Yeah, no, 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 I do. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're having this deep thing about your brother, and I'm yeah. like. No, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I, we okay. were, I was raised with a good Puerto Rican kid, but I was raised stateside. Okay, I'm uh, sorry, Andrew, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but to be where I'm at now and not being able to let him, I, you know, I let him believe yeah. in, and he, I'm sure he's seeing in and all those kind of things, but it would be cool to have a conversation with yeah, him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'd be proud of you. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, I just got, I mean, I, and I'm not diminishing what I've done. But I think we kind of have similar paths in a yeah. long way. And my brother just got done telling me and that he was proud of me. And it means the world to me. Right. That's, a, that's the only person I was, I mean, that would be the person I would go to you're, for yeah. seeking approval or seeking, you know, yeah. hey, fuck, you're, doing the, you're doing the right thing. So. I'm sorry. That I don't know fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it um, is what it is. Last question. 
who do you know that I don't know who could come sit in a green chair and hang out and drink and bring something to our community or the world? Um, I think that you would enjoy having SBK sit here. Think he'd do it? Is he in Tampa? Or is He's he in Orlando? Tampa. Yeah. Uh, he comes to town from time to time, but... Um, we are your number one kidney transplant podcast. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Kevin is a... Uh, uh, he's again I consider him a mentor I consider him a brother um, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know anything I could do to uh, bring him uh, back home and yeah. have everyone that uh, loves him here get he's, a chance to hear him again and whatnot. he's wildly popular he, I because yeah. I, I was again I was looking around stalking you a little bit and uh, I got to his page and uh He's got like thirty six thousand yeah. followers. I mean, and well, I realize Tampa's that means a huge. Um, that means everything and nothing in the grand scheme of things. But yeah. in I, the I, industry yeah. that we're in, it's, it's fascinating because the, the, like they'll look at those kind of numbers, yeah, and they'll be impressed with them, but they're not going to pay you for them. No, I no, yeah, trust me, I know this. <laughs> uh. But um, he is. He's just that. There's something about him. I wish I could be able. If I could bottle it up. And sell it. I think people would. I, I could make a million dollars because there's something that about him that just disarms you, and you feel pulled in by him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And now, I, I mean, if it wasn't for him and his d- decision to bring back SBK Live, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be right now. Maybe I know so. that I probably wouldn't be sitting here in front of you. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. No, no because yeah. the, the fact of would you have uh, stayed in Orlando? You think? I, I, who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the fact that I was able to do night radio here for uh, seven years, that's a, that's huge. That's a, I mean, that was really huge. And then um, I don't get on the monsters without his, you know, him saying, hey, look, you're looking for a producer. You're not going to do better than this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and, and he knows all you guys. He's familiar with who you are. You're not going to bring in some stranger. So, um, yeah, that's... I, yeah, I'll definitely I'll reach out to him. Yeah, I'd yeah. like that very much, Absolutely. Kevin. If you're listening, come hang out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he would get a kick out of it. I think he'd get a kick out of this kind of no um, scots for him. Uh, no, he can't. That's all. That, uh, you talk about where it hurts. I feel bad for him. He can't. He can't drink. He can't smoke. He More can't. scots for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank any. I'm not. No, you're the devil. Um, uh, it, okay, and, uh, just and uh, I would say this: um, if we if for him, if there was no reason uh, we can't make it work. There's another person, and uh, I I think she's the closest thing that I know to like the, girls. Uh, this world. Um, she's I feel t- she's a superhero, and uh, if we can, everyone in Orlando, uh, look her up and give her positive energy because she just went through her um, a cancer thing with her. Uh, Letitia Klein. I don't know what that uh, is. Uh, she's her and her husband own Standard Motorcycle Company. It's a co-op motorcycle company. I, yeah, I know those. Th- I don't know those dudes, but I talked to somebody from them, and I wanted to have them in because that's so, a brilliant fucking idea. So let- Tisha is the yeah. is the wife. Uh, she's the matriarch there. Okay, and uh, she just went through a um, you know a pretty serious uh, cancer scare. Oh, it sucks. looks she's on the on the other side of it though. Good. Uh, things are looking good. Yeah. but you want to talk to a, 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 a just a flat out badass. Doesn't matter that she's a woman or not. And the things that she's accomplished on um, a motorcycle and the rides and everything yeah. like that. I think you. I think you would find her. What was her name again? Letitia Klein. Letitia. and Kevin. Yeah. Come, come be yeah, on the I podcast. Think, I, I think you would find her very, very fascinating. Cool. Well, thank you. I'm a huge fan of hers. You have fun. Oh hell yeah, dude. Okay, good. <laughs> thank you for coming in. <laughs> thank you, honestly, and uh, you know, uh, on 
you know, with, with a conversation that we had before. Yeah. Um, thank you for the invite. Oh, no. I'm scared to, to send you a message. No, no, no. But, yeah, and like I was saying, you know, things work out and the karmic and everything. And uh, I was in a place where I'm, or I'm in a place now where I'm ready to do these kind of things. You got some shit. Oh, and it was yeah. genuine. It was, uh, I'm, I'm glad it was that this is the first one. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Uh, remind the kids uh, your morning show. Uh, uh, so from 6 o'clock to 11, Monday through Friday, uh, 6 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the morning. That's too long. Yeah, Real Radio 104.1, Monsters of the Morning. WTKS. And, uh, WTKS. And then uh, feel free to hit me up on any social media. It's, it's Official Angel. Right. And uh, the podcast, when it comes back on? SBK or? Live. Okay, so we're in a little bit of a hiatus uh, right now because of uh, Kevin doing. But go to uh, SBK Live Radio. SBKLiveRadio.com. Yeah. You guys have like, God, fucking iTunes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like nine million good feedbacks. I have thirteen. Uh, um, thank you for coming on. You actually, the trick to that: tell uh, every, everyone that's listening right now. Everyone that's listening to this right now, go to your iTunes and leave a feedback for Scotch and conversation. That's how you got to direct them. You got to tell them to do that because if you don't do it, that's then later on in my script. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for coming in. You, you are, you are, me too. You, you're my new best friend. I love you. Ah, thank you. We're gonna much. start this here. Absolutely. This is a movement. I love you, Angel. I love, I love you too. Thank yeah, you, um, I appreciate it. Hey, uh, uh, um, blah 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 blah. Drunk. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, somebody actually from 104.1. The next podcast after this one, Josh Pigman from, uh, Pinkman from oh, the Folks File. That is my road dog. Is he cool? Josh is the. Yeah, yeah. Good. He, he and I have a yeah. We have a really good. Uh, I'm reaching out. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm crossing Josh borders is, in the new millennium. He's fun, yeah. and yeah. Uh, him. Be, I he's. I feel like a little bit uh, of a. Uh, he's like a younger brother kind yeah. of vibe with him. Yeah, yeah. But he's got a very interesting perspective on the way he views this world good. and I, and that, I find it fascinating yeah, yeah. That, that, that he's coming in next good, week good. and the one after that is uh, Samantha from Tom and Dan oh I'm just hitting them out of the ball yeah. after that it's probably somebody who owns like a Sam would probably kick all of our asses I, just for the record I'm a little afraid of her too <laughs> I, I'm a little scared of her yeah. Um, I want to thank my buddy CJ Mask. Uh, he wrote the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. Uh, he always says, and if you're new to new to the podcast, the beginning theme where he sings, he doesn't like that as much as the end thing. So listen to all this stupidity that I'm about to say, where I, I just plug the shit out of stuff, and uh, listen to the end because he breaks it down. The dude, the dude can play a guitar, and he plays every other instrument on the track. He plays with Mike Dunn. He plays with Richard Chirphy and All God's Children. He. Um, he plays all over Orlando. He also produces and records. If you want to record a record, you couldn't do better than having CJ work with you. Get at me if you want to record with him. I want to remind you that this podcast and every podcast is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A. Don't forget 15% discount to listeners in their online store. And if you go in with their pop-ups, they'll kiss you right on the lips if you mention <laughs> Scotch and Good Conversation. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, join our Facebook group, Scotch and Good Conversationalist, Instagram, Twitter, um, Red Light, Red Light, Best Damn Beer Bar in the Whole Fucking World, uh, 2810 Kareem Drive, Orlando, Florida. This is the part that I was... <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, it, and I, I've been saying this the last couple months, fuck that. If you enjoy Angel and you want to make Angel's <laughs> thing go, here's what you do. You, you're like, well, that was... Angel was good. Peter sucked, but Angel was good on this oh, podcast. Um 
take and repost this. Like, put it up and say, Angel was on this podcast. And Angel was, and put it on your Twitter and your Instagram and, and, and your, um, whatever, Facebook and get a Skywriter and send smoke signals and tell your friends about that Angel was on it and Angel will get rich and we'll all be happy, live happier ever after. Also, if you like what I do, subscribe to the podcast and leave feedback. That would help. Uh, give us a call, 407-965-5557. That's 3567. And leave your problems. Uh, curse at me. Crank phone call me. <laughs> I, I don't care. Uh, ScotchGoodConversation.com. Leave a question. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Angel, I love you. You're my new best friend. We are we are buddies. Absolutely. Ride or dies. We're pals. Absolutely. All right. Say goodbye to the kids. Uh, goodbye. And uh, stay tuned. Or this freaking thing. <laughs> Pay attention to any of my social medias because I got some uh, a really big project coming up, and hopefully by the end of the month it'll have been launched, and I want everyone to be a part of that. So we broke the mini story here. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna go on another podcast and Absolutely. talk about. It. I know, right? yeah. that's okay. I love you, man. You guys take care. Thank Peace. You, I love you. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.